This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle curl. I'd actually like to throw from Dawn. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees a soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. And he's again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to another edition, another edition, I don't know what that was, of, uh, <laughs> of uh, TOJ Film Room. This is the 22nd edition. I would say about 17 or 18 of the 22 have been pretty um, miserable with losses and things like that, but we're, we're heading towards better times, hopefully, uh, very soon. We have four more uh, games of the Todd Bowles era, and hopefully the McCagden era, and then we get some new coaches and things like that. Um, but the usual stuff, uh, TOJ, Filmer on iTunes, YouTube, uh, just turn on the Jets. You'll find us there. Um, like us, rate us, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, we got another review um, on the podcast app. We'll, uh, five-star rating and review from JKK Jet. Uh, he says, great tag team, most informative infor- podcast he has found, and there hasn't found a close second. And then he also said that he wishes you'd suit up again, Marcus. I don't know your, your feelings on uh, suiting up again. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I do it. I know I can do a lot better than someone, you know, some of the guests out there now. I can yeah, tell you that. <laughs> like, uh, Roberts at free safety, which we'll pick apart a little bit, which I just don't understand. Um, but yeah, we appreciate the reviews. Like I said, it helps us out a lot more than you than you guys think. And we already got a decent amount for the we have the same amount of reviews as we do shows put out. So that's that's pretty good. Uh, hopefully, we keep up that pace. Uh, and like I said, once we get to fifty, we'll give away a prize or or do something. Um, but um, other than that, Marcus, how was how was your uh, how was your last week? I was good, man. Shoot, watched a lot of college football. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's really. I watched. Uh, I mean, I watched. I think I watched every conference championship game that was on last weekend. And I probably watched, and I didn't really watch. I mean, I saw the Jets game, the majority of it anyway, and then mm-hmm. um, I only watched. Uh, who else did I watch? I think I watched the Philly game. I didn't watch a lot of NFL games last week. I don't know why. Like uh, last week was kind of an uninteresting week for me in regards yeah. to like NFL. Yeah, I think the only t- I think the only college games I watched was the Texas game and the Bama the Bama Georgia game, which yeah. I really I wanted Georgia to win because obviously Bama like you know it's like the Patriots of college football or even probably better. Right. So I kind of wanted them to lose, and obviously you know what happens at Bama. They're going to come back and. Uh, they did, but you know, other than that, uh, Tennessee was freaking awesome. The f- I probably gained like six pounds. The food is fantastic. The hot chicken is just unbelievable. Um, yep. The bars are awesome. The, the country music is awesome. The atmosphere is awesome. Uh, I did get my the uh, the pred shirt. I said I was I was gonna get <laughs> Asheville. Yeah, went to the game in nice. my uh, my pred. It was funny too because me and my buddies were on the plane and the the plane was delayed and we had a couple of drinks and stuff. So you know we were feeling a bit loose. And uh, we're like, you know, screw it. Put a hundred dollars down on the Preds. Go to the. We all put a hundred dollars on. It's three hundred dollar bet. 
uh, go to the Preds game. They only need to win, and they lose by three to one of the worst teams in the NHL. I was like, oh, man. So my, my wallet is hurting right now. But it was a good week. It was, I, I had a lot of fun, um, minus the Jets game for the most part. But at the same time, I kind of want the Jets yeah. to lose. They're competitive, um, but they do really find new ways to lose every week. And it's like truly it's, – it's, it's crazy how they find the, just these ways to, uh, to lose – and I said it here. I think the Jets. I don't know if I've ever seen a team be up sixteen nothing, block a punt in a game, block an extra point in a game, and get a pick six and still lose that game. Like I don't. I don't know if that's ever happened in in NFL history. Um, and then you have guys like McClendon coming out, who's usually positive guys, and he says uh, guys are sick. It's one of those games that that really is going to stick with you, like glue for the rest of your career. And he said not just like not just the rest of your your career, but the rest of your life. All, um, Adams is also making more comments on like WFAN or wherever he, wherever his spot is. And Nunwa came out and said, we got to start uh, weeding players out that don't understand being disciplined. And uh, we're going to talk about that stuff because it, it was, it was really, really bad. in, in some points of this game, um, but let's get right into the duds, uh, at least for my, for my third dud. Um, sorry. I did. Uh, I, I put McCown. Um there's there's a decent amount to choose from, and it was kind of like a game where like it was it was a lot of it was a lot of different things. It wasn't just like a players like it was a lot of different circumstances that led to the to the loss and the choke that they did have. Like I said, being up um, sixteen nothing at one point and then losing uh, twenty six to twenty two. Uh, McCown though twenty seven for thirty, one hundred and twenty eight yards, uh, averaged four point three yards per pass, uh, zero touchdowns, one interception. Um, he was he he just looked he looked bad um again and i don't have too many plays of him because it's mccown i don't want to show too many plays of mccown because people are going to click off and i would probably do the same thing because who the hell cares about a 40 million year old or 40 year old journeyman um but on plays like this marcus like you said you didn't see like you didn't see the whole game um but there was just so many missed opportunities so many penalties just so many things that happened um this yeah. is third and eight and it's a Texas concept, and you have Elijah McGuire uh, working out of the backfield right here on this angle route, which it might, it might have been an option, um, honestly. It, it almost looks like an angle, but it could have been an option depending on which way this number, number 24 you know, declared um, here. Right. Now, if you, played, if you played inside, maybe he cuts out outwards. Um, regardless, he cuts inside like an angle route. The dude is wide open. You, you, cannot, you can't miss this throw. It's third and eight, and they're in the red zone. That's, that's the end zone right there. He makes – he makes this uh this reception. You have four or five yards to go for for a touchdown. So, uh, bad. I don't understand his footwork right here. I don't know why he's like hopping back like this when he clearly has enough room to step through the throw. So, right. terrible footwork, terrible throw, terrible play. So, yeah, and and I mean, obviously Tennessee. You know, at some point, you know, at one point in the game, they started picking up the pressure a little bit. And I mean, I know McCown, and he's been around long enough where he can he should be able to feel that pressure, but. You know, he, he, he. I mean, he has more than enough time to take his time, set his feet, you know, and make an accurate throw. The, these are you can't miss this throw. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, and the guys ball, wide open. The ball is quite literally traveling, like what, uh, ten yards, fifteen yards, whatever it yeah, is. Right. Got to even if your even if your footwork's not great, you have to be able to make this throw with a clean pocket well, you, and well, wide you know, open. Yeah, well, you know what that is because the footwork is bad. And now he's trying to use his arm to guide it in, mm -hmm. and that's why he missed the throw. If if yeah. everything if you don't have everything, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you have, have to have it as close to perfect as you can. You know when you're quarterback and you're delivering the ball, but when you're trying to guide it in, that's when a lot of a lot of inaccurate you know throws come from. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, and that's like the baseline of it. But like I said, it just either way, just make the freaking throw. You see Patty Mahomes out here making left-handed throws and crap. 
and uh, McCown <laughs> can make a 10 yard, you know, throw to an angle route that's wide open. Um, and this is another play by uh, McCown that was just missed. And this is another one where it's like, oh, well, it would have been a great play, but it doesn't even matter because there's a um, Jonathan Harrison got called for the holding right here. So it doesn't even matter if he made this throw. But right. Curse, Curse right here, he runs, a, he runs a pretty nice out and up right here. Um, really, really sells that out, that out portion of that route, flips his head to show that he's getting the ball. The corner bites down on it, cuts yep. back up, and he's open. That's a beautiful route. He's, he's yep. wide open, and McCown completely misses the throw anyway, and there's a holding on this play. So um, another example of just poor, poor, poor play by McCown, poor play by the offensive line, not taking advantage of w- wide open opportunities when they do get open, which is not often. So it's just a combination of things that was really frustrating this game to watch. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, look at his footwork going back. He's hopping back, hopping back. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't square his body. You know, he doesn't square his body up, you know, is what I say, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure he can deliver an accurate ball. I mean, and so now because of the body, the body, his body position, he's having to overcompensate with his, you know, mm-hmm. with his arm. So now he's putting too much into the throw, you know, yep. to try to deliver it. Yeah. I mean, some things aren't just, you know, and, and I know people always talk about schemes and, and, you know, all of this kind of stuff, like some, some things, you know, whether it be missed throws, missed tackles, pass interference calls, you know, it's all technique, you know, and, and oh, that's, yeah. that's one of the things that, that I still think, <clears throat> excuse me, that's falling by the wayside in football, you know, at every level, tell you the truth, you know, the technical aspect of it. Technique is everything. It, yeah. and, and we talk about technique a lot on this show. We do, we do it with a lot with DBs. Like we really like to break down DBs, but with this, with this footwork right here, one, he's fading backwards, right? His, so let me let me pause it. His his whole his hallway is correct with his back back foot like where where the hallway is pointing, but his feet are aligned to the sideline. You want your feet aligned to your to your target with the ball to go. So your feet are aligned to the sideline. You have no you're you're throwing from no base, and that's why you overthrow it. Um, right. They call that you know ripping the ball. Um, so he rips it, and that's why he mm-hmm. overthrows it because he's overcompensating for that for that footwork. So um, it's just. Man, uh, I got two. I got two more of him. Like I said, I don't want to spend too long on McCown, but he was he was pretty damn bad this game. And um, we're you know kind of showing it's not just uh, Donald. Like we said that it's you know Donald's problems and all that stuff. And me and you, I think, agree that he only really had two like really bad games, which is against the Jaguars and Miami the second time. Other than that, Donald looked pretty solid for the most part, minus you know interceptions and things like that. But it is what it is. So even on this play, you're just running. You're running three verticals, and for the most part. All of the verticals are open. Obviously, like guys will move a little bit after the ball is thrown. So maybe, maybe this uh, the, the nine round on the bottom wasn't open. But you have you have curse open. You can hit curse right there um, right. for sure. He doesn't hit curse, and he hits Herndon, which is fine because Her- Herndon is open. But unfortunately, he underthrows the ball when Herndon has so much grass right here that he can throw the ball to, and he underthrows it. It's almost interception. Another missed opportunity. Um, from from account right there and it looks like the footwork's not even not it's not bad there at all um right. maybe like you see a little bit more of like a like a foul to stepping through that a little bit stronger um but that's kind of that's kind of tacky but he, he has to make this throw again yeah he has to make this throw i mean personally i probably would have thrown the scene right down here number two yeah the curse yeah you yeah, tell you the truth i mean especially <laughs> with the safety he's almost flat-footed so that i mean you got curse running down the middle Yes, the, I mean, there's a corner, you know, but he's having to play two to one. So now, you know, now, I mean, really, you throw, if you throw the seam route more directly down the middle of the field, you know, that should be, that should be six. But yep. yeah, but, but, but he's got to make this throw, Herndon. I mean, he, he's got to, I mean, that's why, I mean, 
It's wide that's open. That's wide. Yeah, that's wide open. You can't miss that throw. You know, mm-hmm. NFL quarterback shouldn't shouldn't miss throws like that. You know, that should be easy touchdown or at least you know big game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is the last one I have my count. And just another. It's it's a third a third and two a little bit later in the game. Again, pretty clean. Po- he's a really clean pocket. Obviously, he can't step up in it, but he he has plenty of room. And Hernan Hernan runs this like he well he attacks the outside leverage. It's like a call like a deep slant if you if you want Marcus. Uh, yeah. I you want to label that a little bit differently. Um, uh, but Herndon has room again, middle of the field, no situational football. You got you to know where to throw the ball, where to place it, you know, a la throwing your receivers open, which he's already open here. He's got to right. lead him a little bit more downfield and said he tries to chuck it in, um, leading him like horizontally. And the, the corner makes a great play, almost intercepts it. And then, and then Herndon, you know, can't get the ball because it's deflected. Um, but again, just poor placement, bad decision by account. Yeah, I mean it is. Put a little bit of air on the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he leaves him with a little bit of air on the ball, even if the even if the I think that's the corner. Even if yeah. he does, uh, yeah, even if he does uh, undercut him, I mean, he's not going to be able to get that ball. And now you've led Herman, you know, you've led Herndon, you know, more down the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this. I mean, this definitely has to be a better throw as opposed to trying to drill it in. Uh, yeah. yeah, the way that McCown does, you know, just put put a little touch on it, put some air yeah. on it. I don't like seeing this stuff from a forty-year-old quarterback. You know, you gotta you gotta be a little bit smarter. I understand like your your physical gifts may they may diminish, but the, for the smarts of the game, um, he has not been showing it the last three games. I'm I'm just I, I need to see Donald back. I, I can't believe I haven't watched Donald play in over a month. Um, but for my second my second uh, you know dot of the game, I just I just wrote down a bunch of stuff, and it's not going to be organized. <laughs> uh, seriously, like I just and I and I put situational football. Um, this team over the entire year they can't score in the red zone. They can't stop teams before half. They can't stop teams at the end of games. They can't get big first downs. They can't make big uh, stops on on third down. Um, and in this game, they couldn't stop the the uh, Titans before half. Um, obviously, the Titans drove it down, drove it down their throat, and then the Jets get the ball back with like a little bit under a minute left. Big completion to Herndon, uh, mm-hmm. almost to, to the Titans midfielder at the midfield of the Titans, and there was holding on Beecham. So it's yeah. like, and it, it it just never ends. I wrote down a bunch of things from this game. Um, they couldn't pick up a first down later in the game from uh, – it was actually third and five where we'll show that play. I did not like that play call. Uh, couldn't stop the Titans at the end of the game. There was a red zone trip in the, in the second quarter. The first down throw was a smoke route to a Newton wall, which didn't pick up any yards. Second down was a poorly executed divide concept with uh, some extra protection in uh, where McCown threw a swing route to Correll, but it was incompletion because of a uh, big hit. And then third down, uh, McCown missed the easy pass to McGuire. I showed him that Texas concept. Uh, then after the block punt, holding call on overthrow to curse, which I which we just showed, uh, a four yard loss to Cruel on a screen, and then a four yard run to Cruel, then a one yard run to Cruel, and then the Jets uh, kicked the field goal after be on the twenty yard line, so they picked up a total of two yards after a block punt. Uh, start of the second half, Roberts gets the ball, fifty nine yard return to the Titans forty two yard line, first pass tipped at the line, second second down two yard run, uh, third down. Um, a near pick on a, on a bad blitz pickup. End of the game. Uh, the last Titans drive. The Jets get the sack of Mariota on second down, deep in the Titans territory, and illegal hands to the face by Jordan <coughs> making it first down. What would have been third and eleven or third and twelve? A um, mm-hmm. couple plays after that. Mar- Marcus Mariota big scramble for like twenty five yards. Adams makes a fumble the ball. Adams recovers the ball. End of the game. Wait. Face mask on Tremaine Johnson, like it just it it never ends. The bit the penalties on big plays, the not being able to convert, the not being able to hold, um, it's just it's just over and over and over again, um, and it's it's hard to deal with because they, 
I don't know. I, I they really find new ways to lose. I don't know if you um, felt the same way about this game, but just the big penalties in big spots, not being able to hold people, like I said before, half or at the end of the games or make big stops or get big first downs. It's just it, – it, it shows the marks of, of a bad team. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is uh, – yeah, a lot of that is is undisciplined – you know, undisciplined play. Um, you know, and, and I guess – I mean, you can put some of that on the coach – uh, but a lot of that falls on the player. You know, as a player, you know, it's your it's your job to be disciplined and, and understand what the situation is, particularly at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to understand that, you know, you can't do anything that could possibly jeopardize, jeopardize the, you know, the position that you're in, especially if you're winning. Um, so that kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, some of these things were not getting the stops on third down, uh, you know, giving up big plays, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably goes hand in hand as well. You know, that could be, you know, some of the calls that could be, you know, guys not paying attention to, to, to what's coming. And like you said, they do, they, they seem to find new ways, even when they're find new ways to lose. And I mean, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, and it's hard. And I know a lot of these mistakes, you know, seem small, with the exception of maybe like the face mask or something like that, uh, or holding on a big play. Uh-huh. But you know, the more that you do these things, the more they add up and they just compound on each other. And, you know, and at some point, you know, you, you hardly ever get out of a game making that many mistakes all the time. And that's what we've seen with this team. They make so many mistakes during the game that it just compounds and compounds and they can't recover from it. Yeah, um, when you're this bad and you lose in this many ways, it's it's not just the players, it's not just the coaches, it's it's an organizational problem. It literally starts from the from the head down to the to the toes. You know, it's it's there's a lot of problems with this team. Uh, my first dud of the game, I'm giving it to Claiborne and Dow Dow Roberts. They were absolutely terrible this game. Uh, this was one of the really really bad games from Claiborne. Another situational thing where the Jets stopped them. Um, but they but they get a penalty where Henry Anderson actually gets the sack. Or Frankie Louvu uh, trucked over uh, Taylor Luan right here, and then mm-hmm. eventually um, Henry Anderson gets the sack. Some some interior pressure right here from uh, from Jordan Jenkins. And what happens? There's a holding call because of this guy. I, I, yeah, it's actually holding. They didn't call legal hands to the face here. They actually called. They actually called the hold. And what is he doing, Marcus? <laughs> yeah, staring at the quarterback, trying to. We- just try to cover the wide out and leave the quarterback at the same time. Yep. So it could have been illegal hands to the face. <laughs> they called holding too because he gets, well, yeah, he gets right the, yeah, because of the little bit of a separation right here because he's not hip to hip with him because he's not, he's not like he, he needs to be pre- like squeezing him um, and just playing the receiver. You don't need to be looking at the quarterback. And this happens every single week and it's almost getting too old to even put it up anymore. But this is for the people who say Claiborne really hasn't been that bad, but holding on third and five. Um, he also let up another 28-yard uh, catch to Tajay Sharp. Uh, I'm going to show a couple more plays of, of Claiborne because it was it was one of those games, and it's just we could put our, ourselves on repeat and just plug in new names and stuff like that, and it, it's it sounded like the same show the last six weeks because um, <laughs> just nothing nothing has changed. Um, and where is he here? Uh, inside. Okay, inside. Yeah, he's inside right here, and we always talk about it. Play at different levels. You got you got to know. Obviously, obviously. Um, they're all they're all just manned up. They're not even they're not even playing jambo. It's just they're just playing straight up man. I, I at least that's what it looks like to me. Where yeah. we have uh, Tremaine pressing the point. Yep. How does this happen? Where they're literally running into each other, and this is and and the the um 
the reception would have been it, it would have been a reception, but Mariota you know missed the pass. Mariota was actually pretty bad this game. That wasn't Tremaine Johnson's fault. That's Claiborne. So yeah, that's hollow Claiborne because he knocks not only he knocks him <laughs> off. So Tremaine's man is open, and I mean I know Claiborne has help over the top. I mean, but he, really he still, he still got a completion there. Yeah, I mean his guy's even open. So yeah, I mean you gotta. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you have to be in tune with all these things, and this starts to like practice, and you, you have to work on it during the week, and you have to understand you gotta play on levels. I mean, the first thing I don't know why he's why he's lunging at the line of scrimmage, you know, I don't know what he's thinking here, you know, particularly out of the bunch set. You gotta, you in the outside corner, you gotta give Tremaine he he has the right of way because he's the point. The point man always has the right of way. So everybody else, you back up, let him, you know, give him room. Uh, if you get, you know, if you decide to, you know, play in and out or combo or whatever you want to call it, then you do so. But if you play straight up, you Absolutely. definitely got to give yourself enough room, you know, to be able to clear everybody. Yeah. But, but like you said, this is like every week, you know, you know, it's nothing new. So sorry, I just uh, I I exit out a little bit early, but I just I don't know why I just had a mental lapse. I was like, did I hit record on this podcast? <laughs> no, I had to check. <laughs> I was pretty pissed. I'm not gonna lie, but we are recording. Thank God. Um, that's happened. It's actually funny. A uh, funny story. Uh, I think I said it, but I did my first show. Um, you weren't here yet, and I was, I did it with Mark Schofield, and we recorded like a two and a half hour podcast about Jets quarterbacks going through all the film. I, I'm looking down towards the end of the show, and it's not recording. I was like, Oh, oh. my god, yeah, man. Uh, but thank God that situation did not happen again. Um, so here again, and this was like a weird. It, it was cover zero to me. It looked like there might have been a whole defender in the cover zero, but there was no, you could see everybody um, right here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, And then hon, one, two, three. I, there's, I know there's nobody back there. I can't yeah. get, I guess, six, five. Okay. Yeah. Six, five. So um, there's nobody back there. It's, it's a cover zero look and Claiborne and he gets burned here. Um, and I should, I should have from that view just to show his cover zero. Yeah, so Claiborne. Just, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you watch it, and then you could. Uh, we could just talk about the same type of technique stuff that we've been talking about for the entire season. Um, one, you got to know who you're playing as well. And Taylor, he's a fast dude. Yeah. Uh, so, but go ahead. Well, no, I mean he's actually not. I mean the depth, you know, isn't bad. But when he's weaving, you know, he's not pelling. He's more shuffling, and he and when he turns. That's where all this separation is created, you know, to the sideline. First thing it does is turns this, he turns his butt directly inside. So now when you're turning inside sideways and you got a guy, especially a guy as fast as him, running straight up the field and you let him eat up your cushion, like it's a wrap. I don't care how fast you are. You're not going to make that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so and luckily, luckily the ball's on the throne here. You know, this is, a, you know, you know, a better ball. Mm-hmm. No, actually, that's a good ball. But yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. But yeah, that's a good ball, yeah. But he's lucky he was able to catch up. You know, just because, you know, obviously the wideout is losing ground while he's looking back, you know, trying to track the ball. But his Claiborne's technique is just – I mean, it's, it hasn't been good all year. I mean, it was decent when he was in Dallas, but if, I feel like he's gotten worse, um, you know, since he's got, got to New York. But here's mm-hmm. the thing about Claiborne. Claiborne's not a man-to-man corner. So you have to know – when you bring in these free agents, you have to know who you're getting. Claiborne's more of a zone guy. Yes, I know they play a lot of man – you know, at LSU, but we're talking about LSU with seven guys up front that are probably going in the first two rounds every single year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so you don't have to cover as long when you got those kind of dogs up front. You know, you just don't. But when you get put in this, you know, when you get to the NFL, I mean, you know, you're going to have guys, you know, up front on the office of being that can, 
they can block. So you're going to have to cover a little bit. You know, that's just the truth of the matter. But Claiborne's always been his own guy to me. And and I think it's kind of showing up here, you know, kind of showing up, you know, the last couple of years with the Jets. Yeah, uh, last year he was better than this, uh, especially in the beginning of the year. He he played with better technique, but this year I, I just – I don't know what it is. He just does not look like the same player. Um, and here he's on the top of the screen. It looks like the Jets, I would say, cover four. Um, and even though the, the swing route is just wide open on the bottom of the screen right here. So, yep. uh, I don't know if they blew that coverage, <laughs> but it looks like cover four, but I don't <laughs> – I, I don't know. Uh, I would say it's cover four. Somebody's um, open. But, <laughs> but Claiborne's on the top of the screen right here. And he's like taking us like kind of like almost like a lazy back pose He's looking to the, into, into the backfield. And he opens up his hips so early um, that he just, he's just gifting the inside right here um, yeah. to number 19, which I believe I, – I don't know. I forget who 19 is. Um, but because, because he's, his hips are open, so he has to do a complete uh, – flip of the hips he grabs right here and it's a hold so it's like yeah. uh, i don't know well go back go back to the beginning all right look at his alignment you're in the red zone i understand he's he's kind of tight but in the red zone especially if you're i mean if you're playing four if you're playing man and you got the deepest you know you've got the you know the vertical route obviously once the play starts and he starts the wide out starts stemming his side stem, excuse me stemming outside which he mm-hmm. does you know he takes him straight up and then he stems him outside you got a you got a, a lateral step inside to regain your inside leverage. Now you're gonna now the hard play obviously is you, you gotta you know you gotta be able to catch up so you can cover the outside you know whether it be a corner route or an out route. Mm-hmm. But you gotta slide over a little bit. You can't just open up and you gotta stay square. You gotta remember in the red zone you have time to do all of that because you got a you know an extra defender which is that big super thick white line behind you. You know, the back of the end zone, you know, that's an extra defender. So you can slow down a little bit and play more underneath than necessarily being on top of the guy and rushing, you know, trying to cover him. I mean, but yep. it's another technical, you know, another technical error. You know, that's yeah. all it is, you know, with yeah. the exception of the busted coverage down at the bottom. Yeah, it never ended. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that well, that's we, – we have busted coverage as a show as well. And then another guy, um, this is another, you know, would have been big play. And it's another busted coverage from the Jets. And I, like I said, I, I think – I watched this like initially. I recorded it. It looks it looks like it's a cover th- cover three, um, and Tremaine Johnson just st- staying up because there's there's nobody threatening there's nobody that side. Coming. Right. Yeah. But what is Roberts doing? Like you have to you have to have knowledge of what's coming. I, so this is what I don't understand. You have backup safeties because they're safeties and they're supposed to back up your starters. Why is Dow Roberts playing free safety for the Jets the last two games? Like we don't have enough depth to even play another safety. And it's play action. He just bites up. He has no awareness of his own. And Claiborne, you know, I, he's expecting help on the inside. So I blame it a little bit on Claiborne, but I blame it more on Roberts here. And it's it would be a wide open touchdown, but uh, Mariota overthrew it um, here. But it should have been a what a freaking uh, you know fifty yard touchdown. So yeah, yeah, and that's I mean I honestly you putting some on Claiborne, but that's all on the safety. If you're yeah. in three. You're supposed to be deeper than the deepest, of, you know, of anybody. You know, in the corner, like you said, if you're playing three, usually, you know, the corner's going to play inside and you give the out route. You know, you give the outside leverage because you got a guy in the flat and, you know, you want to make that throw harder because the guy he's got to throw it over to the guy that's in the flat. So the corner plays more inside. But here in this case, with the split, the corner's going to play outside, particularly if you got a, you know, <laughs> knowing that you got a safety in the middle. So oh, Roberts, I don't I don't know why he's biting up on play action. Like, dude, you're like 12 yards deep. You're not tackling anybody back there until like really, really late, you know, unless he busts through the line. But 
your responsibility is deep middle, and that's where he yeah. needs. Yeah, and I, honestly, I misspoke. Like, like Claiborne, I, you could the only reason you could put blame on him is like, oh, he doesn't have elite athleticism. It's the only way he's gonna make this play after he notices like Roberts isn't there. But like Roberts, like look, like he initially he bites up, he doesn't even look back to his own. He looks, he looks at the skinny post, and then he looks back at the quarterback and again looks- and doesn't and doesn't hustle to get there. Like why? This is almost this is unexcusable to look, see it, and then still look back, and then not even run full sprint and be like, you know, screw it. Hopefully, Claiborne's got it. Like I blew it that bad. I'm not going to try to get to where I'm supposed to be. So, um, terrible play by by Roberts right there. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I mean, I, like you said, I don't understand why he's playing safety anyway. I mean, but that's that's all on on the safety. Hey, I get, well, hey, at this point, why don't we just cut our backup <clears throat> safeties? They're not, you know, Terrence Brooks is better than Roberts at safety. Terrence Brooks actually is not a bad backup safety. I actually like him. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't understand this. Um, and then this is Roberts again right here, where the Jets are uh, draw. This is a weird. So hold on, let me. Oh, sorry. Okay, your your uh, when I was looking, your uh, the, the freaking view of us is over Tremaine Johnson, but another cover three. And you have a post running right at you, and he just doesn't. Uh, I want to say exactly what happens to this technique here. Um, it, I guess it's because of that aggressive uh, flip to the to the um, inside where the receiver is coming, so he doesn't have enough athleticism to make up for it. Um, but he gets burned here for fifty five yards. Yeah, I mean, and he actually would have been okay if he would have just stayed. If he would have stayed square and got deaf like he was supposed mm-hmm. to. I mean, he would have been okay. Because here's the thing. If you're in – if you're playing cover three, obviously the corner has a two-to-one read, all right? So you're kind of protected if the guy's running down the seam, you know, a little bit. Uh, if he's running vertical by – I think that's Tremaine Johnson down there. So if he keeps running yeah. and he stays on the hash where he's going, you know, Tremaine Johnson, you know, is supposed to be able to play that along with the free safety as well. Uh, you've only got one guy, you know, obviously on the other side. So as a safety – you're like, okay, I got two over here. I got one over here. I know my corner's playing two-to-one read. All right, uh, so I can <clears throat> get depth, stay in the middle of the field, stay square, and then I can just play ball at this point. But he's pedaling. This. He opens yeah. his hips. He's staring at Mariota. He doesn't even see the wide out until probably, like, right here. Um, you know, and <laughs> at that point, like, he's done at that point. So now you got to try to cross back over, which is hard. If anything, if he's going to have, you know, be in this position, at least speed turn because, you know, a speed turn puts you back up high you know, on top of the receiver as well. But, you know, technically, I mean, he's just all out of whack, you know, from – and I don't know if this this is, probably comes from him not playing the position like he, you know, like you know, like he normally does. I mean – Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he's – and I, I don't – and we see a lot – and you see a lot of this. It's not just him. You see a lot of this with a lot of guys doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, they – you know, they're, they're flat. They're staring at the quarterback, and, and guys are running right by him. So, but that's, that's just bad technique all the way around. Yeah, there you go. I don't need to really add anything to that, I don't think. So, it's uh, it's really a broken record at this point. Um, but unfortunately, I have to break down the tape of every week, and it just looks like the same thing. It looks like just one continuous game of the same mistakes. Um, and it was funny on the on the broadcast of this of this one. It was this was uh, it ended up being uh, it was just I forget if it was cover one. Hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, eight, one, eight, 10, 11. Yeah, so um. They're like, oh, well, this is great zone coverage by Tremaine Johnson. He was looking back at the quarterback the entire time and, and picked off Mary. I was like, dude, I, I like watching him. I'm like, this is, this is cover one. What do you mean it's zone coverage? This is why you got to like look a little bit deeper into the film. But I think this is, this is his pick six. I think this is a great play um, by, by Tremaine Johnson. 
to, to just it's, – it's just smart football um, to recognize that he's breaking underneath this – what's it, like a pick route um, by Ooh. number 19 or there's a you know, rub route, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so he bites down hard on it, gets on the, on the, uh, the receiver – gets his arm in front of him like that to, to kind of feel where he's going and kind of almost slingshot himself. And then he looks at the quarterback when he's close like that, like that I'm okay with because he has hands on, he's close to him. Um, and he knows it's probably going to be a quick route if he is throwing this because of that, because of that pick route. And it's almost like a smoke route. Um, not a, well, hey, not a smoke route, can, but. Yeah. Can you hold on? Can I take this car real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. Go ahead. Okay. That's fine. Um, right. So like, like I was saying, um, He's he recognizes the the breakdown right here. He know he knows that it's either it's it's gonna be a stutter and go. But once Tremaine Johnson um, realizes that number nineteen is coming right here to do a pick route, he jumps he he jumps on it, and then um, oh, I didn't I didn't mute Marcus. He took his headphones out, but he didn't realize I could still hear him. <laughs> I'll screw with him a little bit after. Um, so. He, yeah, he jumps on the, on this route, and then as soon as he gets that, that almost that arm bar on number seventeen right here, then he jumps it, gets the interception, attacks the ball, um, and runs back for for a touchdown. Up oh, here you go. I I heard that whole that whole uh, phone call, Marcus. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> nice. You actually were talking, and you didn't mute yourself, so I heard like the first second of it, but then I muted it. Um, so you're good. Everybody doesn't know your business. So. I just, I just explained it. You want to take them through this play as well. Like I said, I, th- I think it's a really smart play um, by Tremaine Johnson. They get this, this pick six, so I, apparently in zone coverage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First of all, there, man. Here's the thing. Um, luckily, uh, I think this is Buster Screen. Luckily, Buster Screen backs out at the last minute mm-hmm. and actually helps Tremaine Johnson out because they're all, right now, they're all up there, you know, with the exception of maybe Claiborne. This time, he actually does back up. But um, oh no, uh, Tremaine Johnson does not make good plays. We give him no credit here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but I mean, no, he makes a good play. He yeah, avoids, yeah. avoids the rubber out, you know, gets underneath, mm-hmm. you know, cuts the receiver off, yeah, and makes a great play. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't take, you know, this. I mean, that's actually a hell of a play. So, <clears throat> but you know, that time they looked like you know they were at least on the same page, you know, with alignment. They, you know, they have the routes. Uh, you know, and again, you know, you get a pick six, you know, and that's usually what happens when you play sound technical football. Yeah. Shocker. The Jets playing good football. Um, and Tremaine Johnson, I think he, he had a pretty, he had a pretty good game um, this game. And this was one of those plays where I saw like, like this last couple of years with the, uh, with the Rams where he's, he's anticipating this, this, this break because he could see that the receivers, uh, you know, at, at first he's, you know, the receivers drive phase, drive phase, drive phase, and then his shoulders start to come up and right. Tremaine Johnson sees that break coming. So Tremaine, uh, Tremaine Johnson's like preparing for it. You see he's almost, he's almost ready to lunge forward and he sees that outbreak coming. He almost runs the route for the receiver um, and almost another near interception. He gets a pass deflection because uh, Marcus Mariota throws it over his head. Um, but really good play from, from Tremaine Johnson there, at least in my opinion. Yeah, no, that was a good play. I mean, what I'd like, like to see is – there and man, if when he's come out of that dry phase, you want to. The reason why he's a little bit late on this is because he's looking back at the quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're playing your man and you're actually playing the man, he probably has a. I mean, he has a chance if it's a better ball anyway to undercut the receiver, you know, and, and actually make the pick. I mean, but I mean, other, otherwise, I mean, it's still a good, you know, good job of reading the wide receiver and, and having good anticipation, though. Um, all right, so next guy. Uh, I'll go to is Adams. Uh, I'll, I have a couple plays of Adams. I'll try to run through it, I guess, uh, like a little bit quick. Because Adams, 
it seems like almost with the Claiborne stuff, we're kind of saying the same thing every week, and it just seems like uh, he just he just does this stuff every week in the in the run game, right? And this is his aggression. I just I just like to show this because I love aggressive guys, uh, especially in football. It, this is kind of like a, almost like a lost art, um, but you gotta love see, seeing Adams. He, and for the people who are just listening, he he's just coming off the edge. Uh, and Deion Lewis comes to try to pass block against him, and Adams just makes him look like a freaking five-year-old, just trucks him over, uh, then almost gets to Mariota. Mariota misses the pass. So I uh, love to see this stuff. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, that's, you know, the, the biggest asset that I think Jamal Adams has, you mm-hmm. know, is his aggressiveness, particularly when he's either playing in the run game or blitzing the quarterback. You know, and like you said, I mean, it's the same thing every week because that's, you know, that's what he's really good at. Mm-hmm. And, and this is another nice play in the run game where you have the um, re- receiver, you know, trying to, trying to block him off the edge where Adams is a little bit more inside of him. And let's call it like the, uh, like a set, like he's like a seven tech almost. He's, he's right between um, the receiver who's tight and the uh, tight end. And I like, I, the thing I like about this play too, is he's not just letting him like wash him inside, uh, which is just, they're running an outside zone, mid zone. And Adams takes the fight to the receiver uh, and then continues to shuffle inside and, and maintain his backside gap responsibility, makes a tackle on, on, on Lewis. So another, another good play in the run game. Yeah, another good play in the run game. And mm-hmm. his aggressiveness, you know, allows him to beat blocks, you know, and he does a good job of sliding down the line, mm-hmm. you know, holding his leverage and making the tackle. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but like you, I mean, but like we said, we, we know Jamal Adams can do this. You know, that's, that's something that we definitely know he can do. You know, if he, he gets a little bit better in pass coverage, whether it be in zones or if he's a man, Yeah. Uh, you know, I, then he'll be, you know, that's when he'll really be, you know, a complete, complete football player. Yeah. And I, this is just for the people watching. We don't need to break this down. Um, the dude is just a missile. And the, the way he hits, even coming a little bit deeper here on Deion Lewis, this is, this is a player who <laughs> I'm sure you know, Marcus, like people are talking about in the locker room, like safeties who hit like this are this aggressive. Those, mm-hmm. those are the type of guys like you're thinking twice. Obviously, you play defensive back, so you didn't play receiver, so you'd have to think about it. But, these are players that, like, teams are like, oh, you know, oh, crap. Jamal Adams is over the middle. Like, I'm going to get rocked a couple times this game. Like, this makes an impact uh, on an offensive player. Yeah, it does because they're always trying to figure out where he is. So, yeah. So, either, you know, whether they're worried about getting rocked or they're just worried about, okay, where, you know, where is he so I can get ready to make my move or set my move up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, he's definitely one of those guys that you always have to worry about. Yeah. And we talk about some of the technique things. And, like, this is I, – I have one play of, like, his technique where – um, he's coming off the the left edge right here, um, and this is one of those plays where I, so the Jets is third and one, and they almost made a play, but Jenkins actually jumps offside right there because of that motion, yeah. uh, I guess, or whatever. Maybe Mariota, you know, uh, like a fall, false count or something like that. But Adams comes in. This is like some of the stuff he needs to work on a little bit. Henry, he needs to get. A, he, I think he needs to go a little bit lower here um, yeah. on Henry. Don't want to go Henry straight up because Henry's a two hundred and forty pound dude. And if you're right. going high, you need to anticipate that stiff arm coming. Um, so this is one of the bad plays Adams makes. We just talk about like a little bit of his technique and him learning the game a little bit. Um, I just wanted to throw that in there. Like I'm not saying he's perfect. Like you said, technique's right. a little bit over aggression. Uh, pass coverage, he still needs work, but he still is an, a, a great player at this point. So yeah, I mean, and actually, he's actually good all the way, you know, through the play until he he gets to you know until he gets ready to tackle Henry. Mm-hmm. And like you said, a guy like Henry, I'm, I mean, even I'm going low. You know, go I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 6'3", and, you know, I was 215, 220 when I was playing safety. Mm-hmm. Even I'm going to hit Henry Lowe just, just because he's, 
you know, same height or taller and, you know, 20 pounds heavier. Yeah. He's so a truck, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hitting them low, you know, every single time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and I think, you know, and I know Adams doesn't usually play guys like that every week, you know, but you got to, you got to understand who your personnel is and who you're facing, you know, every single week because it changes week to week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, oh, I don't know if I said Tremaine Johnson was my third stud. Adams is my second stud. Um, my first one, I, I'll, I don't really need to talk about it uh, because I'm not going to show special teams plays. Um, but I gave special teams, <laughs> my, I, I literally, I gave special teams my first stud because listen, man, you got a blocked extra point from Anderson. You got uh, Kevin Pierre Lewis who blocked a punt. You had Myers make 50 uh, or five for five, six for six if you're counting extra points. One of those field goals being from 54, uh, 54 yards out. Um, they scored 16 of the Jets' 22 points. And you also had uh, Andre Roberts in the beginning of the first half uh, have a 59-yard return. So I gave special teams my first freaking stud. They deserved it. They played fantastic this game. Yeah. Um, but now moving on to the, I guess, the bad <laughs> of the offense and the defense. Um, Leo was absent this game. He got blown off the, the, the line of scrimmage a couple of times on double teams. He did not look good this game, in my opinion. Uh, he only had one tackle, one quarterback hit. We talked about Roberts at free safety. I don't get it. And this is another game where you said blown assignments. And Marcus, I'm gonna let you watch this play, and then and then take it because I I I don't even know uh, what this is. This is one of those plays I talk about. Usually, I know what defense are trying to like. For the most part, I usually try. To, I have a good idea, but this one, I I have no idea. So if you could take this, um, go ahead. Cause it almost looks like a cover four, but then you have. Buster Screen playing like a man coverage on this on this uh, defender who runs like a um, called a drag or whatever you want to call a crossing route, and then you have a wide open tight end who's just running a shallow cross. They're running a mesh concept and nobody picks him up. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know if that's on the linebacker because if you look at the bottom, I think that's the way it's supposed to be played. With I mean, because Screen takes his man. They're doubling, they're doubling it, you know, doubling the deep, you know, the skinny post, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and the linebacker takes the, you know, takes Dylan Lewis out of the flat. I think they're supposed to be doing something similar up top, and um, I can't see what number it is for the linebacker. I think he's the one that actually – I think that's, it, it looks like Avery Williamson's build. Yeah, but he's supposed to take the tight end, and they're supposed to be doubling, you know, the, the wide out on the outside. That's what it looks like. Um, so, if, if that's the case, then this is on Avery Williams. Yeah. But, but yeah. So that's that's what it looks like. So actually, Roberts is actually doing his job here, and I'm just basing that off of what I see at the bottom. Yeah, just uh, because that's that's what it looks like. Yeah. So you're, so you're saying yeah. So this is like one of those so, like so double got, the, you know double the wide out on the outside, any crossing routes, screen, and Avery Williams, yeah, take a man to man. Yeah, man, um, it just never ends with this with this stuff. <laughs> it, <laughs> let's see if it changes. But bad from the defense. We we recap the secondary, which is terrible. Talk about some blown assignments. Bad from the offense. Um, I wrote down um, the Jets had not one offensive touchdown, um, which now makes it five offensive touchdowns in six games, which Ooh. is laughable because there's teams yeah. who are scoring five touchdowns almost weekly with, with the weekly. Chiefs and Rams. The Jets have five touchdowns in six games. It's, that, is, that is absurdly bad. Um, they're three for 14 on third down. They're zero for three in the red zone. Um, and then the first two quarters, they were they were driving the ball, they were getting the ball in good position, but every time they got to the to field goal range or the red zone, they would choke and they couldn't finish. So that's just bad football. The situational football is the most important part of football. Twenty from twenty is whatever. When you get right. into those twenties, that show me show me what kind of team you. That's that's when you show me what kind of team you are. Um, 
Winters was really bad. Uh, Dozier was terrible. Harrison was terrible. Shell got holding calls. Beecham got holding calls. The 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 uh, the offense was terrible. The offensive line was really really bad this game, uh, minus a few plays here and there. Um, but let me I'll recap some of the some of the offensive line here, which is it's broken record. It's gonna look like the same type of stuff where um, this is a play to Crowell. Um, let me see what kind of run it is. Um, so it's the power. It's power. Power. Yep. So you have power, and the tight ends actually block well right here. I remember this. You have you have you have um. You have Tomlinson crack blocking the the uh, linebacker. He gets him inside. Herndon holds up the edge. Great bo- great job by both the tight ends right here. Yep. But then if you look at Shell, who gets gets tossed away by a by a linebacker. I don't know. I don't know. He's like playing like patty cake with him right here. He needs to just get down and just drive him. He always tries. To, he always trying to hug people and just kind of get in their way. Then you have Dozier, who's like super indecisive right here. When he's coming, in, he he knows he's coming into this gap. It's a, it's a designed gap play. It's not like a zone play where like stuff can go, you know, hit the hit the fan real quick. Right. He's that number thirty-one right here, which is Bayard, I think it's, it's thirty-one. Yeah. He's attacking this hole, just just go after Bayard. He's right there. So right. they both miss their blocks, and then it ends up being which could have been a, maybe a little bit bigger run. Uh, number ninety-one right there. Um, could have made a tackle, but both the offensive linemen right here just terrible job. Yeah, that could have been a huge run. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if Dozier just goes in and attacks Byard, like, <clears throat> and and you get the you get the the block on the linebacker, yeah, this is a huge run because mm-hmm. I mean that's there's a hole that's really there now. You only need you know they only need to block him for you know a half a second you know, before Cross you know squirts through. Uh, yeah. You can't you know, when you're running power or you're running counters or like anything like that. You can't be you can't be indecisive when you're going in the hole. Like that's one; those are plays where you have to be decisive when you're going through, and your immediate threat just because of the scheme usually shows up immediately. Now, if you run like stretch, you know, or yeah, zone or like something yeah. like that, you can like you, you know you have a little bit more time just because of the play. But when you're running plays mm-hmm. like that, you know your your decision has to be quick. And you yeah. can't hesitate. You know, especially in the hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hole opens fast and it closes fast on those plays. Um, and on this play again, um, I didn't. This was so like this is this is this is Winters right here. Um, this is another inside zone split, and it's on Winters and and Harrison right here. Harrison gets tossed on um, like almost like an arm over, but he just gets he just gets destroyed here from number ninety four. And Winters is mm-hmm. this is an inside zone. If this is not an outside zone. You're, you don't have to chase that that uh, that five right. tech. He's right. him, and then the linebackers runs right by him. Like it, this is bad. Yeah, it is bad. Like you said, it's it's inside zone, not outside. So now you slow down a little bit. Your immediate threat mm-hmm. still right in front of you. If you know, if um, who is seventy two? It's um, uh, Shell. Yeah, if Shell needs help, then okay, you can help him. But if not, just stick it, stick your hand out, fill him up a little bit. But your immediate threat is still right in front of you, and just go up and attack the linebacker. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I know it sounds simple because I mean it should be you know for offensive linemen because they do it all the time. But yeah, but it's just it's technical things because, like you said, you know, no, I, like we've been saying, you know, no, I can like see if he was a if he was a, even like a four or a right. four I, yeah, they maybe chase him a little bit, but then even after even after the snap, his his direction is outside of where you're trying where, where the run's trying to go. So let him run outside. He's he's right. attacking that 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 uh that C gap. So let him go there. Why why even try to chase him and then get to a linebacker who's clearly more athletic than you? Um, right. So bad by him. Bad by Harrison. 
I got a couple more plays from, from the run game and then a few plays here and there, and then we're pretty much done um, with this game. I just put shells. Shell, <laughs> shell tra- or, well, I put Winters trash, shell no push. Winters really struggled this game. I, I expected it from Harrison. I expected it from Dozier, but Winters is, did not look good, um, you know, at all. Uh, here again, just just I, I don't even know what he's thinking or what he's trying to do. It doesn't look like he's like looking at the at the linebacker, and then Shell again. I've talked about it before. He just he gets no push. He he, no. he gets stood up all the time. Um, yeah. and then Cruel, you know, he, he well he's he's cutting into the into the B gap. Um, and Winters is just. Can you tell me what's happening here, Marcus? Yeah, well, Shell <laughs> gets no Shell gets no push because he catches blocks more than, than yeah. More than you know, attacking on blocks. That's why he always gets stood up. Um, Winters, <laughs> go ahead. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what this is. I know, I know, I know what he's trying to do. But as opposed to on, on this play, I think he gets he gets too far lateral outside. Yeah. And so now, especially against the you know against the linebacker, if anything, you know you're trying you know he, you you're trying to wall him off. But he gets so you know so far lateral with his first couple of steps that the linebacker is able to just make a move on him, you know, using his athleticism. You know, you want to come, mm-hmm. you want to come, you know, more like head up outside than just you know jump outside immediately, because now all the linebacker has to do is just give you one move and like and he's gone. <laughs> yeah, um, man, this is another one. Uh, the blitz pickup, um, and it's like the 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 parting of the of the Red Sea right here in this in this a gap. Obviously, McGuire has to, t- has, to t- has to take one of them, um, and I'm not I'm not great with offensive line and blitz pickup, but I know there's not supposed to be a gap this big in the in the middle um, right. of of the uh, of the offensive line. Um, and McCown, you know, this is the near interception. That I said uh, this is what Hernan actually played. Thank God he gets his hands on this because this would be an easy interception for number 26, which is is 26 Logan Ryan, I think. I think so. But bad blitz pick up by, by, the, by the Jets right here. The, the, there's just way too much room um, in the A-gap. And it doesn't – it's kind of weird because I, from, from what it looks like at the, at the beginning of the snap, obviously you have the threat of this linebacker and this linebacker who are both outside the tackles. Um, right. So they're counting for them. But then they both drop back and it's, it's just five – there's five against six and the Jets still let a free runner up the middle. So I'm, you probably take me better through this better than I can. Yeah, and I don't – and I'm looking. I'm trying to look at both sides. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, because the end for Tennessee on the right side, where um, Winters and Shell is, Shell is, he kind of occupies them both. You know, with his hesitation move. So now, obviously, the back has to pick up the linebacker that's coming through the gap. Uh, on the other side, you know, you kind of dealing with the same thing, where the linebacker's lined up right over, you know, right over the center, and he takes him to the A gap. But my thing is, once you see Byer coming across. Right now, you gotta get off of that and and seventy. Pass it off to Dozier. Yeah, you gotta pass it off to Dozier, and then you gotta take Byard. I mean, is is how that would work out, you know? And that's why you don't want to commit, you know, especially in passing situations. You want to make sure you're kicking straight back so you can see everything, mm-hmm. and you can be able to pass off everything. And the problem with the Jets' offensive line is when they do get somebody in their gap, you know, in passing situations or against blitzes, they commit so early, you know, to one guy, um, even if they're you know, even over here to the right, you know, why is Winters, you know, committed to the end, you know, immediately? You can see them both and you fill them both out. All right, now you have a back to help you, so maybe he did his job. But on the on the, on the the left side, you got to see the evidence coming around or you got to anticipate it, if mm-hmm. anything. You know, there's, you know, if you've only got two guys and the third guy's lined up behind, whether it be a linebacker or a safety, 
you always have to account for him in a blitz pickup, you know, just in case. Yeah, that's, that's a really good explanation. Um, that's something that we've we've seen, um, but we haven't really talked about where they do commit super super early, where uh, stunts uh, screw the Jets up because they they like you said they they commit super super early, um, and then it, it leads to sacks, it leads to pressures, and this was another just a terrible play by. Winters, uh, Winters, and Dozier right here. I, I don't, I don't even know what Dozier is trying to do right here. Um, why he's trying to like, almost like jump set him when it's a right. play action, um, and it's a play action. I get it's probably it might, it might be supposed to be a, a quick um, hit to, to Jordan Leggin right here, but you don't need to go this far lateral, leaving that much room in the a gaps. A terrible play by Dozier, who I th- he gets a holding call right here, and Winter and Winters gets the freaking um, he gets beat for a a sack. So yeah, and that's that's just bad forward by both of them. If Dozier kicks straight back, he can make that block. Same thing with Winters. Yeah. If he kicks straight back, the guy's gonna come to him. Even with the with the, the defensive lineman's hesitation move, if he kicks straight back, he's not now he's waiting on him. And so now whatever move he makes, all he has to do is slide, slide, you know, right, you know, and, and stay in front of him and block him. But this is you got one Dozier trying to jump him, which you don't have to do, and then Winters is he, he didn't even he hardly even moved. You know, yeah. you he know, literally just like, like one of those doors yeah. you see in old westerns where they just swing open. That's literally what yeah. he did. That's exactly what he did. Yeah. So I like mean, a, this this comes back down to technique. I mean, I mean, that's all this is. It looked like pivot looking for a pass in basketball where he like he picked up his dribble and he couldn't move his he couldn't move his in the inside foot. He was like kind of like just like patting on the ground. I don't know what he was trying to do here, but he was really really bad. Um, this game, I got a couple plays. I got a couple plays of like play calling, a little, little bit of play calling to talk about right now. And I didn't really <laughs> love some of the play calling here. And like we talked about, like the defense, like guys being in the same spot, um, it doesn't really make sense. You want to stretch out a defense. And here, the Jets are they're, they're running like a like a drive concept. Call it drive. Yeah, I'll call it, I'll call it drive. It's a levels type read. Um, right. And look how look how close you have both. I understand, you know, that, that level read, it's supposed to att- attack the intermediate and the short zones um, of that drive concept. But Anunua and, and Curse are within two yards of each other. So you're, you're, you're making one receiver almost – or two receivers almost one. Um, right. And then, you know, and this was on third and ten too. So I don't, I don't, lo- I don't love one that both of those guys are running short of the sticks and the, uh, have a route combination so close. I don't know if that's players or coaching. Um, and then McCown just decides to just chuck the ball up deep to, to Anderson, uh, who might – the corner might have got away with a hold right here, a little arm bar, but I didn't, I didn't uh, take the video of that. But Yeah, yeah, I don't understand this either. Because even if you are running level routes, uh, and I'm assuming it would be the point man, somebody's got to be – somebody's got to be deeper than that. So if you're the <laughs> point, I mean, release that side, you need to be more like 10 and let the drive route be at five or six or whatever it is, you know, to give yourself some room where you can, or if it's flip, you, you know, you can do the opposite. Have a point man running quick and then, um, you know, have the, you know, the off, the off wide out, you know, run the deeper route. But yeah, I mean, this, I mean, you got two guys in one spot. So now you just bring all the coverage to you. So now you got three guys on two. <laughs> oh, actually you got four guys on two now because the wheel route, you run into the wheel route, you know, yeah. from a, from the back, so yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't get this one either. Yeah, so that's what we talk about like play calling a little bit. It's just, um, it's it's been bad. I got two more um, play calling ones, and I actually have a play that I want to show. That's a good play call that I want to see more of the Jets do this because, uh, but we'll, I'll I'll show you. On the, see, I don't love this play because one, you have 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys in the box. It's third and two, as I put here. And you're running a counter, which is a long, a longer developing play. Right. On third and two, if you're going to run the ball, you got to hit that hole quick because guys are going to close down on the ball. So you're running a counter, which is a long developed play on third and two. Um, did not did not like this 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 play call, at least in 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 my opinion, Marcus. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they probably could have. It probably would have worked if the tight end steps in and make the block on the linebacker. I mean, you may mm-hmm. pick up. It'd be tough. I mean, to get the two yards. But I mean, if he if he just if he takes a tighter angle coming in coming inside to seal off you know to block the linebacker, mm-hmm. you may you may have something here you know and I think that's Corral you know maybe maybe able to truck the you know truck the safety or or drive the safety for an extra you know couple of yards. Um, but I, I'm 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 with you. I'm all about numbers. I mean, even going back to the beginning, you run a counterplay into where all the numbers are. So the Jets are two, four, five, you know, and you add the counter so that's six. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, Tennessee's two, four, six, you know, and you can count 59 because he's coming with the tight end. So now you're still outnumbered, seven to six. So like, I, I think that, like, <laughs> at, at this point, like, okay, it, you can change the play. And on this on this side of the ball, you have you have three on three if, 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 um, if uh, the, the center is just going to just not block down, but he's kind of just going to seal this number 94 on the backside. Right, got three on three here, and three on three. Right. If 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 Bayard crashes down here, um, it's it's one on one. So I I don't like I I understand what you're saying. I completely do. You could see that that leg it comes here, and if he takes a tighter um angle into that hole, blocks number fifty four, then maybe Corell does get forward for um, you know that those, those two yards. But the long developing counterplay into the strength of the defense, um, not a, not a big fan. Yeah, uh, I agree. No, no, I I agree. No, I agree with what you're saying. I'm mm-hmm. just you know I would just I would. You know, I would change the call, like you said, just you know, based on the numbers. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> no, I, I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, this is this is the third and five play call to to win the game. Um, it did not work at no. all. Um, here's the thing. Go back to the beginning. Okay, you're in. Pro, I mean, we used to call this pro form. You know, it was pro form when you have um either two wideouts and a tight end, or you have three wideouts. And two backs, you know, lined up side by side like that. We used to call that pro form. Okay. All right. So here's the thing: the job for the defensive end, if you're running, if you're running zone read or read option, whatever you want to call it, is he's either got quarterback or whoever's coming back. So what you just did was uh, basically ran it right into the play. So now you fake you fake the read option, or zone read, whatever you you choose to call it. It's the same yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. You fake that. So the linebacker slows down. He sees the tight end, but now he sees the he sees the the running back, the back the running back coming back around, and the tight end doesn't even block him. Yeah, I mean, basically bring the guy to the like. I don't I don't understand that because here's the thing: the, the defensive end doesn't have to worry about if he goes out on a pass route. You know, you've got linebackers and safeties back there for that. His job is versus run, play slow, especially with this action. All right, you play slow. All right, I got quarterback. Okay, here comes the tight end. Oh, he doesn't block me. Oh, here's the running back. You, you run it right. In, you run it right into the play. Yeah, like I said, this is this is, <laughs> this this was there. Like I can I, I, okay, if they're running this on third and five and a random play in the game, all right. I still don't love this play, um, but still, like, okay, whatever. They're trying. They're trying. They're trying to. They're hoping this linebacker really bites down, um, and they get away with an easy play. But this is your best call. This is to win the game. You get this. You, you kneel it four times. I think the Titans get the ball back with like with like literally twenty seconds up at this point. I think it's at the two minute warning right here. Right. And this is what you call. This is your play. Like your go-to. 
Um, man. So yeah. tough. Um, I, I don't. I don't even know. Uh, I did like this. This. This play to to Andre Robinson. I wish a little bit more of this. Um, now would I like this on like a third and five? Um, no, but this was actually a pretty good. Play. I would like to see a little bit more of this like misdirection type stuff, especially a guy like Andre Roberts can run a little bit with the ball, with the yards after the the catch and you know punt returns and kick returns and things like that. But I feel like I shouldn't even be talking about bad play calls because there's just not many good ones in this game. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, good from the offense. Unless you, we'll, do you have anything else from the bad from the defense, bad from the offense you want to talk about before we quickly get into? The- no, not at all. I mean, if you were if you were going to run that play that we just showed, <laughs> we just showed for the game, where to run this one? <laughs> because now, I mean, this is the better play because the tight end actually gets out on the linebacker. Yeah. What once the once the the DN sees the tackle crash down, he crashes down as well, and now you've got the wideout actually coming around because the DN's got to respect the run. So now, yeah. yeah. So I mean, if you go running this play, run it, run it this way as opposed to running it the other way where you actually bring the guy to the, you know, you bring the guy to the party. You know, so yeah. Uh, and for yeah. people not watching, it's just it, it's it's just a, it's a fake inside zone split, which turns into an end around to right. uh, Andre Roberts. But right. yeah, yeah, I, I like this play call a lot. <laughs> like, you're, I don't know, I don't know why they're calling this. I I don't know, I don't know if they understand honestly. Like, I don't know how these guys are in the NFL coaching. Um, and I'm not just trying to say that. Like, I don't I don't get what they're thinking at, at certain points in the game, especially third and five. Like, that's your go to. That that just disturbs me a lot. Yeah, um, but hey, but I mean, but here's the thing: I know I, it disturbs you. To me, it makes sense. I'm gonna tell you why. Because watching coaches this, sticking up for coaches. No, no, no. I'm not sticking up for the coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, what I'm saying is, when you get to like plays like this, like think of it like, think of it like um, when teams go in and they know that they either have the other team has like better talent at certain mm-hmm. positions or just all the way across the board, you got to find an edge. You got to find a way to, you know, to beat certain teams. And usually what do teams rely on? Trick plays. Yeah. Or, or you know, or deception. Yeah, so with the Jets, yeah, with, this, with the Jets, mm-hmm. they don't really have, you know, a set, you know, a certain amount of plays that are their bread and butter that they can go to. Like with the Patriots, okay, I know you're either going to get, um, and, and this has just been for years, I know you're going to get, Either you're going to get three wise or four wise. You're either going to get double in, double out, or you're going to get some kind of – you get double in with – you're going to get stacked with somebody running in, somebody running out, back swinging, like money, <laughs> like all the time. Like, yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you're going to get, you, yeah. know, you know, from the Patriots when they need like 30 and four, 30 and five, you know, or something like that. You know, you know what they're going to get. But with the Jets, you don't really have – you know, you don't really have that because, you know, a lot of what they do, you know, doesn't work. You know, because you know, mainly because they can't either block it up or you know they, they you know they can't execute it properly. Yeah, um, that's a good yeah, I, I I agree with you. Um, so moving on from the good, there's not too too much. Um, there's I don't know like three more clips to play. Um, good from the offense. Uh, I thought I thought the Titans corners were very average this game. I thought they played really far off and gave the Jets a lot. So I'm taking a little bit away from the the completions they did get. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I think the Jets' run game was okay. This is more on – I think Crowell and Elijah McGuire and Cannon actually played relatively well. Obviously, I showed a lot of plays the offensive line. They did not play well, but 33 rushes for 156 yards, 4.7 yards per carry is pretty good. Uh, 21 rushes for Crowell on 98 yards, 4.7, pretty good for him. Anderson, four receptions, 48 yards. Um, I thought he played well this game. He ran some good routes, but 
the problem with him is, and I'm not sure if you saw saw the play, Marcus, but uh, yeah, a little is a little ticky tacky by the ref, but he had like a he had a big play on a deep over route, got like 25, 30 yards, I would say. The corner tackled him a little bit late out of bounds. I believe it was a Dory Jackson, and mm-hmm. Anderson got up out of bounds and like spun the ball by Dory Jackson, like kind of yelled at him, and then boom. Hey, big 30-yard play. Nope. Guess what? 15-yard penalty. So I was like, come on. So Yeah, um, no, that that is that is ticky tacky. And it's gotta be, I mean, they gotta be smart, you know. Yeah. They gotta be smart because these refs are getting ticky tacky. I hate the refs, but you still yeah. Got, yeah, like you say, you have to acknowledge the situation. Yeah, you got you gotta understand the situation. And you know, they're you're in their house, they're gonna get some calls. That's just how it works. You know, I know mm-hmm. nobody wants to hear that, but that's how it works. So you just gotta be smart about that. You know, the the ref probably would have a problem with him spinning the ball, you know, but I think it was just the yell, whatever he said to, you know, to Adore Jackson is probably what got him. Well, there's a couple of magic words you could say. I know you're getting a flag. Um, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it happened, to me, it happened in high school too. You say, you say, there's like three, four words you say, and you're getting, you're, you're getting, getting the flag. Yeah. So I don't know what he yelled, but some of the things I've heard Anderson yell, like the, the, the one, uh, I'm not going to, I'll say, I don't even care. The one cop, like he got pulled over. He told me he's like, he's in like nut in his wife's eye or some shit like that. Like, Whoa, buddy. Whoa, so, buddy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Other than that, uh, Herndon two receptions for 31 yards. He should have had like three receptions for like 60 yards, but one was taken away. I thought he had a pretty good, um, day and Herndon looks like a legitimate, you know, tight end, especially guy who drafted in the fourth round. I think he's in develop. I, I, I do like Herndon. Um, that is one of the bright spots of the season. Him, Jamal Adams, you know, a few of the things that are pretty good this season. Uh, good from the defense. Uh, Avery Williamson, he's, he's having some lapses in coverage, but in the run game he played pretty well. Henry Anderson had a few nice tackles, a few nice pressures. He had a sack that was taken away. He had a blocked extra point. Um, Darren Lee, seven tackles, two tackles for loss. Um, he, he's been playing definitely better this season. He's a guy who I, th- I, I could see sticking around here. We haven't mm-hmm. been putting him out a lot in bad or in good, and that's good for because last year, Marcus, if you were breaking down the film every every week, it was like like a Claiborne situation, but Lee was even worse. Um, he did not do these things last year where he would get eaten up by contact, but the fact that he's shouldering some some contact from Luan right here and then still has that, that agility to chase down, um, which looks like Henry. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely Henry. Uh, good play by good play by Lee. He did not do this last year. I just want to show some people. He is he is improving, and I'm happy with his progression this year for sure. He's gonna get his his uh, fifth year option, um, and he might be he might be a long time linebacker for the Jets because I I'm gonna give him his credit. Yeah, I mean maybe he just needs to grow a little bit more, you know. And you know, well, at, the, at the time the Jets drafted him, because I know you're not like you, obviously you're out in Texas, like you're not privy to all Jets information, um, especially the last couple of years. Lee, when he was drafted, he was only he only played linebacker for three years. He played quarterback and safety in high school, so um, he had some room to grow. But uh, it, it right. seems like he's doing that to me. Yeah, and so and, and the thing about playing linebacker, especially when you're moving from, I mean, safety, he should understand it if he played, you know, if he played it. But when you're playing linebacker, there's an element of toughness that you you're you know that you're expected to have. Um, so whether it's shedding blocks, taking on full bags, which nobody does anymore. Um, yeah, you know, some videos of that last year. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, fighting through contact, things like that. You know, that's you know what you're expected to do as a linebacker. But you know, just like like you know, but like you said, because he played mostly quarterback and safety. You know, he just needed to grow into the position. It does feel like that. Like he's he's you know he's starting to understand the angles better, um, how to use his athleticism against certain blocks, uh, you know, against certain plays. Um, so he, I mean, so he's growing. You know, we're watching him grow in front of our eyes. Yeah, I um, I actually had a play of uh, him last year. 
where he there was a play. I think it was versus Saints where he literally folded like a beach chair when there's a fullback coming. You could see him literally just put his hands up and just drop backwards. Like he he wanted absolutely no part of it. Um, but this year he he seems to be um, taking on that contact a little bit more and and playing a little bit smarter too in coverage in the run game as well. Um, but moving on from that. Um, Really, actually, I only have one, I only have one more play I'll bring up because I, I actually had a actually no I'll just bring that up because it, or this play up they had some good plays they played well in the, in the first half and I like this blitz design that they that they drew up um, from here where you had the te stunt but you also have Henry Anderson as a zero tech and mm-hmm. it actually doesn't Henry Anderson's job he he wants to pull over um that center but it it doesn't work but a good blitz it's a good blitz because it still works even though that that one piece of it like doesn't work. It has like right. multi, it's multi-layered. We're like, oh, the the initial thing didn't work. We're screwed. Um, so Luvu, yeah, Luvu pressuring the inside here, and then really, really smart play by by Jenkins, which could have got called, but you see him, you see him drag with that that left arm. He drags the right tackle, yeah, allowing tackle. him. Yeah. That's a smart play though by Jenkins. I like that. Yeah, no, it is a good play. I mean, and here's the thing: for when you're running T stunts or ET stunts, mm-hmm. it's you run the stunt, but here's the thing. You don't know who's going to come free. So that's why everybody has to be on the same page and continue to work when they're running the stunt because the, depending on who you're playing offensively, uh, you know, whether they're passing it or, you know, they're, you know, manning it or whatever it is, you know, you just don't know who's going to come free on, on the block. So, you know, the, I mean, they do a good job of executing the stunt. I do like the little, the little pull and every D lineman does that. You just like to see him. Yeah, you just like to see him have his hands more inside, you know, via the neck when you're pulling him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, how, that's how you get away with it. You yeah, know, you, you know, yeah. In, inside and tight, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So, But he still does a good job. Official misses it, and you get the sack. Yeah, I mean, it Dude, works. I give, honestly, like, officials suck, but I give him credit. Looking at all that stuff happening within Man, a lot. seconds, yeah. right. that's a stressful job. I would not want to be a ref, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. I mean, but that's why you have so many, and they probably need the extra one, to tell you the truth, especially when you're talking about looking at, you know, looking at, at offensive and defensive linemen. Because here's the thing. If I'm I'm sitting here telling you how to cheat, you know, if you stick your hand in the V in the neck, nobody's going to yeah. see it. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, that's how, like, Joe Thomas was talking about how he got away with stuff. If you have your hand inside and tight, they, they can't see they can't see your hand inside like that. But if you're on the outside and you see the jersey, that's that's when they start calling holds. So, right. Um, yeah, there's 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 definitely ways to cheat. That's that's for sure. Um, this is the last the last play I have of, of this game at least. And I thought Jordan Jenkins, he had a few good plays, but then he had a few boneheaded plays. The offsides he had, which made it made it first down, um, even though Henry picked it up anyway. But he he had that play end of the game uh, on that sack where it was second and ten. Sack would have been third and twelve, um, and they needed to convert. Obviously, it was four down territory, um, but he had illegal hands to the face. So a few good plays, a few bad plays. But he's definitely improved as a pass rusher. I think at this point he has six, he has six uh, sacks um, on the season, and this is a this is a nice move. Um, he's coming off the edge right here. He's a five tech. That little yeah. shoulder dip turns into a double swipe. Um, yeah. He's patient enough to wait for the for the punch of the of number seventy eight. He's almost trying to punch him with one arm, which is bad technique right here by seventy eight. But he, he um, double swipe into a rip. Nice bend around the edge. It's really gets really low right here. Uh, turns a tight corner and then gets a sack on Mario. That's a really, really nice rep um, from Jenkins. He's definitely improved on his on his pass rush from the past, at least in my opinion. Yeah, no, that that's definitely a good move. I mean, if Osalama was going to stick with one hand, and he's got, <laughs> you know, you know, the move is predetermined. Obviously, you know, if he's got a plan before he's attacking him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, he's got a couple of moves. He, I mean, he could have used double swipe. He could have used, um, 
he, he could have used uh you know chop with rip. I mean, he could have you know done you know you know a couple of things here, but he did you know good job of having a plan. Good job of definitely being in the corner, you know, keeping it tight, you know, so he can come around, you know, keeping that pocket condensed and getting the sack. This is definitely a good a good play. He could have done, yeah, he could have done a lot of things here. Um, like like you said, even just he, he could have done a, that just a just a pure chop, yeah, just a pure chop, and then a, a rip, or even if he if he faked that rip, like was like a, a big uh, was a Dwight Freeney thing, like oh faking, yeah, faking that rip and spinning him because he's not to exactly, and because because he's having to catch up right here with one arm. That momentum is going to throw him outside, and if he was to to get his foot in closer to him right there and spin him, that could have worked as well. But um, yeah, it's fine. I wish we had a little bit better of tape of all outside linebackers to break down some more pass rush. But uh, Jordan Jenkins has definitely been the best so far. Um, but that's that's it from this from this game. For actually, I have just I don't have any more plays. But um, <clears throat> the other like things from the game penalties, which we always talk about, eleven penalties for ninety six yards. It was. God awful. That that is just way too much penalties for an NFL team. Yep. Um now the other story from this game that came out, Marcus May is on IR for shoulder surgery. He's played in four or five games this year and he's good when he's on the field, but the best ability is availability and he hasn't been available. Um so in it's early in his career, so that's a concern. And then the other report that came out, uh Marcus was that Donald was healthy and ready to play this game and he was like campaigning the play, but Bowles decided to not play him. Um, and play McCown because Donald didn't get enough reps at practice, I think is what he said. So what do you think about our 21-year-old quarterback sitting on the bench and deciding to play McCown, which literally shows nothing of the future? You're just wasting reps for Donald, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I mean, I get what Bose is thinking in regards to Donald and I getting enough reps, but the thing about, the thing about Tennessee defensively, they don't do a whole lot. So you still could have played Sam and executed your game plan, you know, yeah. to be honest with you, because Tennessee, uh, I mean, they're, you know, especially coverage wise, they don't do a whole lot, you know, just, you know, they just don't, you know, and that's, you know, that's a product of Rabel and, you know, you know, rack mixes it up a little bit, you know, down in Houston. Um, but Tennessee, they don't do a whole lot. So <clears throat> I think he, he, I think he would have been all right if he would have played, you know, I, I would have taken a chance to just play him. Tell you the truth. That, and it's like, uh, and I know there's like, obviously there's, there's, like I don't think people realize like playbooks have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of plays. And then, okay, let's say you get like 500 plays, you cut it down to two fifty, depending on a four, three or three, four, then you cut right. it down to this, but like, and there's, there's different plans for every, every game. Um, but don't should know enough at this point to just be able to play a game with limited, but he's limited practice reps, but he's healthy. Why wasn't he practicing? Like, it doesn't make right. any sense to me. You need what? to get thrown on the field at this point. Yeah, and I'm sure he was out watching, you know, taking mental reps, which oh, 100 you know, percent, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure he was out there watching. So I, I think he could have gotten away with playing this game. I mean, I, especially at this point, you're trying to salvage whatever you have left to salvage of this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not put him in? Yep, I, I, I don't know. It's unexcusable. I'm not we're not like one of those like hot takey shows we're gonna talk about forever. But I think it's pretty damn stupid to not play your 21 quarterback who you're trying to develop um, at this point. So and and he's better than McCown, I I believe already. Um, oh yeah, definitely so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we've seen a yeah, lot. Like we, we've seen like the like I said the bad game, the like Miami four picks that really hurt his stats. Um, the Jacksonville game, which had a lot of picks, but like, dude, like that that Colts game, that Lions game, that Broncos game, like he showed a lot. He I I really do think I have faith he's gonna be a really good quarterback. People talk about Baker Mayfield and all this stuff and. Uh, he's, he's 23, 24, but Baker Mayfield one is a lot more, he's a better talent on his team. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, it seems like he has better coaching at, at this point, not, not with Hugh Jackson. 
Um, and he's 24, and Darnold's 21. From 24 to 21, that's a big jump in, in, your, in your mental ability, your maturity, right. your right. football smarts, like all this stuff. So I, I like Darnold, but moving on um, from this game, uh, let's talk about the, the Buffalo Bills game, which <laughs> I, I hope it's not like the last one. I, honestly, I don't, I don't want the Jets to necessarily lose because it's, it's the Bills, um, and I don't necessarily like their fans. But, um, you know, I kind of – at the same time, I kind of do want them to lose because that draft pick, dude. Listen, if the Cardinals win, I think the Cardinals or the Raiders – not the Cardinals, sorry, the 49ers or the Raiders win, um, the Jets have the, the easier strength of schedule. So the Jets are going to move up if either one of those teams win. If the Jets have the number one or two pick, they take Nick Bosa. Man, uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Bosa, and we're going to break him down in the offseason. Uh, like I said, we're, we're breaking down uh, – free agents will be breaking down um, – you know prospects so and, and you'll see a lot of both so trust me i'm going to show him because he's yeah. he, the dude's a beast but um the bills roster we've talked about it before josh allen he's playing decently the last two weeks he's a big threat with his legs though i think like each week he's like 60 70 yards rushing um so i'm not worried about him we've talked about it before mccoy's all right patrick demarco's all right their receivers are completely different Kelvin Benjamin got cut. Terrell Pryor got cut. Andre Holmes got cut from last game. So now they have their receiver core is probably one of the worst I've ever heard. Uh, Zay Jones, Robert Foster's coming on a little bit. Deontay Thompson mm-hmm. and Ray Ray McLeod. Um, and then to round out the position groups, uh, Charles Clay. It's, it's, they're, they're, they're the Bills, man. They're not a good team. Yeah. I mean, the two that, I mean, besides Robert Foster stepping up, I mean, Charles. Was Clay is the only real, you know, and Shady McCoy, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the only weapons that they really have. Uh, I mean, to Josh Allen's credit, he has played, you know, he has played pretty good the last couple of weeks. And, yeah. and you know, when he, he's been taking off and running the ball well. So mm-hmm. uh, you got to be aware of that. Um, but overall, I would say this is definitely a below average group, you know, from oh, you know, sure. quarterback, you know, yeah, from quarterback down, you know, all the way to, you know, to the wide receiver core. I mean, it just is, you know, unfortunately yeah. for the, you know, for if you're a Bills fan. Yeah, I, I think Josh, this is one of those games that Josh now has like over 50 yards rushing again uh, against the Jets. They're not great about, against running quarterbacks. Uh, even though the last game with Marcus Merritt, they did relatively well. Um, offensive line, Deion Dawkins, Vlad Dukas, Russell Bodine, John Miller, Jordan Mills. It's not good. It's They're no. just not. Um, defense. The defense is is real, is solid. Um, we've talked about this, like I said, the last time. Uh, Trent Murphy, Jerry Hughes, Shaq Lawson, the DNs, Kyle Williams, Starlutz, Lele. Uh, Jordan Phillips is at, at the D tackle. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is a physical freak of nature. Uh, yep. Lorenzo Alexander, <laughs> Matt, Matt Milano, their front seven is, is solid. And then the secondary, Poyer is really underrated. Michael Hodd is really underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tredavious White is, is – is, is, I don't know if people realize that. But he's a, in my opinion, he's a top ten corner. You watch that guy's technique. I really like Tredavious White. Yeah, and then behind too. him, Ryan Lewis, uh, Pitts, Taron Johnson. Taron Johnson is actually relatively uh, decent, but uh, it's a it's a really really good defense. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, they're, I mean, there's you know there's some talent in that defense. You know, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth, if they had, if they had an offense that can really help them out a little bit, you know, their their record would be you know they would be completely different. Mm-hmm. To tell you the truth, they mm-hmm. they've got some some studs on defense for sure. Yeah, um, not going to get into it. What what is what is your score prediction for this game? Ooh, uh, let's go. <laughs> Jesus, this is a, let's go twenty four seventeen. Twenty four bills. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, sure. Both picking the Jets. Like I said, <laughs> I think it's a couple of weeks ago we both picked the Jets to to lose the rest of the season, and if they don't win this game, we have the Packers. Um, 
who we'll talk about the Packers in a little bit. Uh, but we had the pa- we had the Packers, so I think we'll lose too. You have the Texans, you have the Patriots. I don't I don't see them winning another game. Um, so this is the last chance they have. I, I put twenty to thirteen uh, this game. So uh, touchdown game, but I think the Jets do lose it, and it's gonna suck a little bit. Cause we're gonna get some crap from Bills fans. We're gonna get swept by the entire AFC East. But when we have Nick Bosa next year, we'll laugh at all their faces. So it is what it is. Um, Moving on to the pickums. Uh, before this week, we are at the end of the last week. We were both. We were, I was forty six thirty four and one. You were forty eight thirty two and one. So I was down one game. We picked all the same games. We were pretty. We were pretty good with our games. Um, yeah. But you had the Bills. The Bills who lost the Dolphins. We both picked the Dolphins. The Dolphins won twenty one to seventeen. We both picked the Broncos. They beat the Bengals twenty four to ten. We both picked the Patriots who beat the Vikings twenty four to ten. Dude, the Vikings offense for all these people who want John DeFlippo, he has so much talent to be scoring ten points versus the Patriots and like like thirteen points a week before. Yeah. I don't I don't know what people see with this guy. I watch that offense multiple times. I think it's very vanilla. I don't yeah, like it at all. But they, they don't they don't do a whole lot when and I don't know what it is. I mean, because even last year, Pat Shermer was more creative than he is, you know, with the Giants. So and and DeFilippo is, yeah, like you said, they're very vanilla in what they do. Like they're not they're not super creative with anything at all. No, they just it's just a, it's just, hey, listen, we got Thielen, Diggs and Rudolph and a solid running game, so it's just either offensive line's a little bit sketchy, but uh, yeah, they're, they're uh, if he if he's scoring ten points versus the pay, the Jets scored thirteen points. If he's coming here versus and he's scoring ten points with them, what is he going to score with the Jets with what they have? Right, I, I, right. I have no idea. So I, I'm I'm completely out on that guy. Um, Sunday night, dude. I was well. One, I was already at the Jets game at, at three o'clock, so I was I was a little bit you know uh, whatever. So the Chargers game and the Steelers game, I was in a winning your in playoff game to get into the fan, into fantasy. I was down by two points. I had Keenan Allen. He had Antonio Brown this game, which was oh. – I was – after that last catch that Keenan Allen had, I won by two points because of, of Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had 35 points and Brown had 30. They were back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. When he won, I, like, jumped up on this, like, bench and was, like, dancing on this bench in the security guard. <laughs> I was like, oh, you got to, like – you guys got to calm down a little bit. I was like, yo, fantasy playoffs, baby, I'm in. And he, he still didn't really care that much. But, uh, yeah, it was, like, long – let me see this. Um, oh, yeah. So actually, but that game was. Did you watch that game live or no? Yeah, I watched that game. Uh, out of control. That that catch that Allen had too on that like tip ball that was up in the air. Uh, let, me, mm-hmm. uh, let me bring this up here. I feel like he had more than. I feel like he had more than. I feel like he had more than fourteen. Ah, okay. See, yeah. yeah, it was like 35 to 35, 30. 30. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. I was going yeah. crazy. but So, awesome. But, uh, yeah, that game was crazy, man. So, congrats to your boy, uh, Anthony Lynn. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's awesome for that's him. A, that's a huge win. Yeah, I take him out of the game. That's a huge win for him. Yeah. Um, you know, for, that, for that organization, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I would honestly – like a lot, a lot of people hate on Phillip Rivers. Uh, the dude is super competitive. Dude, I've, Alex, always lo- I've always loved Phillip Rivers. I, yeah. I don't know why everybody hates on Phillip Rivers. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's he's like, uh, you- he's competitive. He talks some trash, but I like that in football. Like, I want to see him I win a ring. So, like, I, think, was- I, think, I think that's why he gets a lot of flack because he's yeah. not your – you know, traditional yeah, Tom kind of, Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady. You know, doesn't sell a whole lot. Or, but Tom. But here's the thing that people don't. You know, I don't know why people yeah. don't give Tom Brady the business. Maybe because he's got more Super Bowls. But Tom Brady talks yeah. about trash too. Like Tom yeah. Brady's always talking. 
It is what so, it is. Um, yeah. But I like Rivers. I like to see like like a Chargers, um, Chiefs, AFC Championship game. Like that would be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that can technically happen. Like the the seating and all that stuff. It, but, they're on the same side. Yeah. Yeah, but well, yeah, I, I mean like championship game. Uh, but we'll see. But yeah, I'm rooting for the Chargers for sure. Next game Monday night, uh, Mark Sanchez led Redskins. Uh, please God, I'm playing Giants defense versus them in a big game this week. Obviously, playoffs are <laughs> up, so just throw me some picks, please. Uh, but they lost 28 to our, our, our. We both picked the the Eagles, and they beat the um, the Redskins 28 to 13. Oh, the Chargers and Steelers. By the way, we both picked the, the Steelers. Obviously, we know that, but I don't know if everybody listening does. So, overall, we both went five and one, uh, taking my record to 51, 35 and one, and yours to 53, 30. Oh, I did that wrong. Um, your record is 53, 33 and one, and I'm 51, 35 and one. So right. you're still up two games. Uh, I just try to add in two more losses for you there. That's my fault. Um, <laughs> so I came the kid, the kid came to do math. So up this week, we got some good games, um, some interesting games, at least that I, that I think. Uh, Thursday night, I, I just picked it since Thursday night, and it's happening tonight, and the Jaguars bounce back a little bit because they look so good. Uh, the 4-8 and eight Jaguars at the 6-6 six and six Titans. I'm almost wanting to pick the Titans here. I mean, dude, you won. I mean, I know they – I mean – that that was that's probably one of the worst games that that I did. I did see some of that game. That's one of the worst games that I've seen. Jaguars and Colts last week. Mm-hmm. You went six nothing. Oh yeah, we even, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So I'm gonna go with the Titans, man. I think they're. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Titans on this one. Yeah, I'm doing Titans too. We even talk. We I, I I put that out there. We even talk about it. But yeah, that game was crazy. The six nothing, um, Colts or Colts Jaguars game. The Packers lost to the freaking Cardinals, twenty to seventeen. Mike McCarthy, listen, I get it. They've made the playoffs this many years, and they won a Super Bowl. I don't want Mike McCarthy. I don't. They're such an underachieving team almost every year with Mike McCarthy at, at, yeah. at the helm. So I don't, I don't want him. And another freaking crazy game, Cowboys Saints, 13-10. to 10. Like, what happened there? So, yeah, no. Yeah, that was – yeah. yeah, no, they are. Yeah, they, I mean, defensively, they play really, really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, to tell you the truth, yeah. So, and Drew Brees looked a little off Monday night. Tell you the they're, truth. they're a different team on the road. They really are. Yeah, they are. They're completely different on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, next game, the six and six Colts at the nine and three Texans Sunday at one o'clock. Oh, Texans. Yeah, I'm taking the Texans all day too. I can't. As they scored zero points against the Jags, I'm not picking against them. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we do. Pick, we're going to pick at least one different game here. Um, Sunday at one o'clock, the two di- really disappointing teams, four and eight Falcons at the four seven and one Packers. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, the Falcons in this one. All right, I'll take the Packers. Um, I guess because McCarthy's not their head coach anymore, and Rodgers is going to win a game eventually, even though they're on a four-game skid. Um, so it's that—that's just miserably bad. Especially when you have guys like Devontae Adams running out there, like Cobb. They got some good players on that team, so I don't—I don't get it. Um, yes. Another team, uh, six and six Panthers, who also have lost four straight um, against the four seven one Browns. Yeah, I take the Panthers in this one. All right, me too. Yeah, 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 that bounce back on this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next one, uh, six and six Eagles at the seven and five Cowboys. This is for the division. Ooh, are you taking Cowboys? Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Okay, taking the Cowboys. Um, (laughs) I kind of like Dallas too, though. All right. Dude, Cowboys, the way they're playing right now, all the wins. Yeah, I like Dallas too. 
I'm gonna yeah. take I'm gonna take the Cowboys. All right, all right, all right. So next game, two more games left. This is I know we're both gonna pick here, but it's a, it's gonna be a good game regardless. Uh, the eleven and one Rams at the eight and four Bears, a Sunday night game. Yeah, Rams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Especially not knowing if Trubisky's gonna play. Yeah, I'm definitely taking him. He, he he damn sure better be playing because I, I don't have a lot of options other than him and my uh, my squad. Uh, next game Monday night. These the. the Disappointing six five and one Vikings at the better than we expected seven and five Seahawks who better just be praying to their god Russell Wilson every day. I do not know how the team seven and five, but uh, what do you think? That I mean, but Seattle does this every year. They like suck at the beginning of the year, and then they just start making you know they start making their little run. This is what they do. But uh, I'm gonna take the Vikings. In this one. <sighs> oh, man, I know this is a tough one. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Vikings. Uh man. Um, I'm trying to think of any. Uh, you know because what? Now they're not. Because they, here's because here's the thing. You don't have to worry about the Packers anymore. Obviously, if you're you know in an NFC, NFC North. Um, so now you're jockeying for playoff position. You know, or in, overall in the conference. So the Vikings like almost have to win this game. Yeah. Because you got the Bears. You got um the Cowboys. The Panthers are still in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see who else from the NFC. Uh, from the NFC, who's in the hunt? Yeah, I'm talking about the wild card. You got the, you got the, you got the well, one. You got the Seahawks. I don't know that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah Seattle like must win for a wild card. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so Minnesota. You know, now right now at this point in the year, Minnesota is they're going to make the playoffs, but they're jockeying for seeding. You know, right now, yeah, you got the Vikings, you got the Seahawks, you got the Titans. Um, yeah. You think the Packers would eventually uh, bounce back? You have there's a couple of different teams. Uh, the Colts are playing much no, better. Oh, sorry, not the Colts. Yeah, freaking AFC. Yeah. My bad. Was saying, yeah, was um, NFC. So I'm I'm saying I'm saying the Vikings as well. Kind of I want to kind of take the Seahawks. But I'm going to be safe with. It. I'm going to I'm going to go with just that that uh, the uh, Packers game where you 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 took the uh, the Falcons. So I'm going to try to catch up one week or one game this this week. I'll be down one game. Um, but we're both taking the Bills. We're both taking the Titans. We're both taking the Texans. I'm taking the Packers. You're taking the Falcons. We're both taking the Panthers. Both taking the Cowboys. Both taking the Rams. And both taking the Vikings. Yeah. And that is it. Um, I hope everybody has a good week. Uh, we will be back next uh, Wednesday, Thursday, depending. Uh, Marcus, any last words? Any last oh, words? Man. Sounds like I'm going to die or something. Any last words? No, man. Just, hey, just if you're just faithful, just hold on. There's only four more games left. Four more games, yeah. Yeah, just at least hope they, you know, hopefully they fight it out, you know, to the end. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of the point that, that, you know, where they are right now, so. Yeah, yeah, four more weeks, and we'll start talking about free agency and uh, prospects, and it'll get a little bit uh, more interesting instead of talking about the Jets, who are just dog crap at this point. But uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. Leave a review if you can, and uh, we will see you next week.